This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. If you're a patriotic American that cares about the future of the country that you leave to your kids and you believe that nations are the best way humans have ever devised to organize themselves to protect their future and their, uh, their best interests, then you've come to the right place. Well, as a... Uh, a busy day in the news uh, yesterday and today. Um, Nancy Pelosi has finally thrown in the towel and admitted ahead, by the way, of the Mueller report that the Democrats uh, don't have the goods to impeach Donald Trump and to do so would be a political suicide for her party. Now, I have no doubt that Nancy Pelosi's right. Uh, if the Democrats, who were trying to downplay uh, the possibility of impeachment during the uh, during the mid-cycle elections, go down that road and try to uh, impeach the president. And I have no doubt that Robert Mueller is going to come up with nothing, and Nancy Pelosi is well aware of that as well. And uh, then they will uh, go back in the minority in the House of Representatives. They will lose the presidential election, and the, Democrat, and the Republicans will stay in charge of the Senate. But Nancy Pelosi announcing that the Democrats are not going to impeach is going to uh, enrage the left wing of her party who's been taking millions and millions of dollars from uh, Tom Steyer and, other, and George Soros and the other uh, left wing donors uh, that are demanding impeachment and, uh, and there is going to be a war in the Democrat party past the popcorn but um, Pelosi admitted basically even before uh, Mueller's uh, issued his report that uh, they don't have anything to impeach Trump on, that it's been a giant charade for these last couple of years, and that they've jerked the whole nation around, and that um, that now that Mueller's report's coming out, she wants to try to get ahead of it so it won't look like she is reacting uh, to the reality that, um, that, that the whole thing was a cover-up by uh, Robert Mueller in order to hide the wrongdoing by the Democrats, uh, the DNC, and Hillary Clinton uh, using the, the uh, law enforcement and intelligence agencies of this country in partisan politics. It's pretty interesting that old Rick Santorum over there at CNN, he's sort of like uh, suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. He's a, he's a political uh, talking head for CNN. Uh, he came out last week and, uh, and actually called this. They, they, they missed the ball on, on Russia. There's no cover. There's no cover up. And the president was exercising authority. And all they're doing is playing. Pol- Nancy Pelosi is not going to allow a vote on impeachment. Just I'm, I'll say that for the record right now. 
because it's political suicide for her to do so. She's not going to do that to her own caucus. She'll she'll somehow appease her her more radical members, but there will be no impeachment between now. And I don't know how in the world she plans to appease her radical members. Uh, they have been promising their voters this. Um, they've been uh, just fevered uh, dreams of making this happen. And Nancy Pelosi and the old dogs in the Democrat Party are trying to pull them back into some sort of uh, reality-based. But uh, AOC and Tlaib and Omar and and Tom Steyer and uh, George Soros, they are not going to have it. So this is going to be a, a war in the Democrat Party, and it is all going to uh, redound to the benefit of the Republicans. Uh, you might remember this uh, little clip from when the new Muslim representative from um, from Michigan, I think it was around De- Dearborn, uh, uh, was celebrating her election. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I no. said, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... Hey! Let's hear that again. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I no. said, Baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother... I mean, you, I, I could play clip after clip for you. Oh, uh, crazy anti-Maxine, uh, you know, chanting impeach 45 and uh, and saying that uh, she's going to bring it up. You got Al Green over in Texas who has brought up um, uh, bills before to impeach the president. And now Nancy Pelosi has got a tiger by the tail that she helped create. I'd actually say she's stuck on the uh, horns of a bull that she helped create. Uh, and is going to try to tamp down uh, this disastrous uh, policy of impeachment. Old uh, Tucker Carlson uh, came under attack yesterday by Media Matters, the George Soros-funded uh, organization that uh, pretends to be offended by anything that a, um, a conservative says that um, you know goes against leftist dogma and ideology and try to to shut them up by uh, encouraging advertiser boycotts and uh, basically they're just using the playbook that uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center put together by trying to demonize the opponents and make them off limits in order to stifle them and shut them up in silence debate and uh, what they what happened was uh, they found a uh, 13 year old uh, clips from when Tucker used to call in to Bubba the Love Sponge florida uh, radio show and make sort of off-color comments and and uh you know do frat house uh type of discussion well if you think for a minute that the democrats and the left are actually offended by anything that that tucker said which you know a little bit of it was off color but it's nothing that uh is is you know worth uh, still talking about but if you think they're actually offended by it, you really don't know these people. And this is what Tucker Carlson had to say in his uh, excellent opening monologue on last night's show. This is a system built on deceit and enforced silence. Hypocrisy is its hallmark. Yet in Washington, it's considered rude to ask questions about how exactly it works. Why are the people who consider Bill Clinton a hero lecturing me about sexism? How can the party that demands racial quotas denounce other people as racist? After a while, you begin to think that maybe their criticisms aren't sincere. Maybe their moral puffery is a costume. Maybe the whole conversation is an absurd joke. Maybe we're falling for it. 
You sometimes hear modern progressives described as new Puritans. That's a slur on colonial Americans. Whatever their flaws, the Puritans cared about the fate of the human soul and the moral regeneration of their society. Those are not topics that interest progressives. They're too busy pushing late-term abortion and cross-dressing on fifth graders. These are the people who write our movies and our sitcoms. They are not shocked by naughty words. They just pretend to be when it's useful. And uh, and they the only time they deem it useful is when they can use it against Fox News. Fox News is an island in a sea of left-wing media outlets, and, uh, and the leftists and the Democrats uh, cannot broach any opposition to their... Uh, their ideology because they know it won't stand up to any sort of reason debate. So instead of trying to debate and arrive at the truth of any issue, uh, what they do uh, in the media and on social media and on college campuses is, a, is try to shut anybody who disagrees with them up. Their latest thing is they claim to be threatened and and uh, and to feel unsafe and and uh, you know they try to equate words with violence well that is directly at odds with our first amendment the founders knew that the most important part of a free democracy is allowing everybody to express their opinion in a free exchange of ideas and we're in a place now a a real orwellian place where the left will just not have it and they've got organizations like the media matters and southern poverty law center organized entirely around uh, trying to silence the debate uh, of anybody who disagrees with them. Tucker went on on his monologue. It's been very useful lately. The left's main goal, in case you haven't noticed, is controlling what you think. In order to do that, they have to control the information that you receive. Google and Facebook and Twitter are fully on board with that. They're happy to ban unapproved thoughts, and they don't apologize for it. They often do. So do the other cable channels and virtually every major news outlet in this country. One of the only places left in the United States where independent thoughts are allowed is right here, the opinion hours on this network. Just a few hours in a sea of television programming. It's not much, relatively speaking. For the left, it's unacceptable. They demand total conformity. And uh, anything less than total conformity will get you attacked on college campuses. It will get you uh, shadow banned and thrown off, deplatformed on social media. I'm suffering that uh, and have been since it became clear the uh, American nationalist um, perspective of this show. And uh, and it's becoming a huge problem. You know, our guest yesterday, uh, Gregory Wrightstone, who put together an app uh, that uh, cataloged uh, his his 60 inconvenient facts that, um, that contradict uh, Al Gore's um, claims of global warming, uh, it was banned by Apple from their app store. Not because it was hate speech or not because there was anything uh, radical uh, about it, but simply because it disagreed with their new leftist religion, which is, uh, in their case, environmentalism. The left has several religions. They have environmentalism. They have uh, identity politics uh, where you know anybody um, that is uh, not white male gets to claim victimhood, and uh, white men make up a tiny percentage of the popu- of the world's populations have to c- carry the burden of being oppressor uh, in order for their uh, their ideology to work but um, we got to keep pushing back we c- cannot allow ourselves to be silenced 
And uh, at some point, we just uh, have to hope and pray that people come to their senses and recognize that the value of the First Amendment is the very cornerstone on which all of our other freedoms are based. We're going to run out to a break for some uh, crass commercial message, and uh, we'll be back in about one minute. Be sure to stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back with Jim Dawes on Right Now, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So President Trump released his uh, proposed 2020 budget. I think this is the budget that they're going to uh, debate in Congress uh, in September. And it had, um, it had a 5% across-the-board cuts in uh, domestic programs across the board. Every department on the domestic spending side is going to be asked to tighten its belt by 5%. Now, on a, in, a, in a business or even a family uh, budget, uh, if you were uh, as deeply in debt as the United States government is, which is $22 trillion, you can't even imagine what that kind of uh, uh, sum of money is. But if you were uh, in debt by $22 trillion, you would most certainly uh, think that a 5% of reduction in expenses would be uh, entirely reasonable and appropriate. But uh, the New York Times and Washington Post, CNN, uh, uh, MSNBC, and all the others are acting like this is the coming apocalypse that uh, we cannot possibly reduce our budget by 5%. And if we can't, we'll never get a handle on these uh, these deficits, and eventually the country will collapse under the weight of the debt. Uh, it, it's simply no other way around it. Uh, this debt is not going to resolve itself. The president's uh, 5% across-the-board budget cuts, by the way, um, uh, push out uh, the day that the, the budget comes into balance, not paying off the debt, just balancing the budget which is currently uh, running over $500 billion annual deficits, but it would balance the budget in 10 years. That's a little accounting trick that they've been using since I can remember uh, that has has, uh, resulted in this this huge, huge debt. But you're going to hear a lot of talk about that over the coming days, uh, about how, you know, people are going to be thrown out on the streets and uh, they're going to, Oh, just uh, just uh, all sorts of human suffering that's going to result from this modest five percent cut. Uh, don't buy it. We we have to at some point uh, get a, a handle on this budget. And Trump, as a businessman, knows that a five percent across the board budget cut is uh, is very minor indeed. 
Well, um, you know, Omar, Ilhan Omar, is uh, fresh off of uh, insulting um, Jewish people and Barack Obama and has now uh, come out and said that uh, Trump is not human. Uh, One of the reporters asked her about her comments that there wasn't really much difference in the policies between uh, Donald Trump and his predecessor, Barack Obama. Uh, She immediately had to pack backpedal off of that Uh, those comments were made in austin at the south by southwest conference but uh, a reporter caught up with her and asked her about that and what she uh, said in reply is the difference between barack obama and donald trump is donald trump is not human now if you want to talk about some uh, totalitarian rhetoric that has resulted in uh, catastrophes throughout human history what you normally do when you try to dehumanize an opponent so that you can uh, do anything you want to them is uh, state that state that they're not human. So it's more of her fascist uh, tendencies uh, coming out. Uh, but you know it's uh, it's all par for the course. Bernie Sanders is uh, taking credit. There's a big column in the New York Times today uh, for mainstreaming socialism, and in fact, uh, he he probably does deserve a great deal of the credit. It's come out that uh, over fifty percent of millennials. Uh, the people that uh, are of voting age, I think between 18 and 27 years old, a majority of them, 51%, uh, support socialism. They want a socialist government, and they think that uh, socialism has a bad rap. Now, how these people can be so unaware as to simply cast their gaze southward to Venezuela and see the ultimate and predictable uh, result of every socialist nation uh, in the history of the world is beyond me. But uh, Trump pushed back in his comments at Mar-a-Lago recently at a fundraiser when he said that, uh, you know, if the Democrats want to run on socialism, then uh, that is a mantle that the Republican Party and his re-election campaign will have to take up uh, to uh, to correct the record uh, and and to illustrate that if the Democrats were elected and implemented some of these policies that they are promising their voters that this nation would collapse economically within a decade. Roger Stone uh, has, uh, has uh, run afoul of this uh, Obama-appointed judge, Amy Berman Jackson, in the District of Columbia uh, by uh, a book that he had written uh, on Russiagate uh, that was scheduled for publication and she's decided that uh, Roger Stone will not be allowed to uh, to publish his book. So again, you know, this is sort of the left wing um, impulse to silence uh, dissent. Uh, in this case, she's claiming that it'll poison the jury pool and that the jury pool won't be able to make a rational decision. I guarantee you that a a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the jury pool that will be seated from Washington, D.C., is reading Roger Stone's books. But this is all an effort to uh, prevent uh, Roger Stone from having the financial resources to defend himself from the selective prosecution, uh, political prosecution, that uh, Mueller and his team are engaged in. And, uh, and Roger Stone will be lucky if uh, Amy Berman Jackson doesn't throw him in jail and uh, confine him to solitary confinement like she did uh, Paul Manafort for his 
his dastardly violation of the Foreign Agents um, Registration Act. You'll notice that the the cases against Tony Podesta and um, and the other uh, Clinton crony uh, were moved out of Washington D.C. into the safe confines of the Southern District of New York, and uh, and they still are not uh, bringing in indictments forward against those violations of FARA. And as I've said many times on this show before, you could go down K Street in Washington, D.C., handing out indictments for FARA violations like candy. It is actually not even taken seriously. The, uh, the, the, uh, the Ethiopian uh, jet crash of the 737 MAX has, uh, has caused the stock price uh, for its manufacturer Boeing to um, to crater by over 10% which uh, has drugged the Dow Jones down because uh, Boeing is one of our major manufacturers and I think it's worth noting that um, you know while the the new 737 that was uh, is being built for um, you know mid-sized runs it uh, it it does about 8500 flights um, well, I, I shouldn't speak. I, I think it's 8,500 flights a day. Uh, this They've had these two accidents. Uh, but it's worth noting that both of these accidents were from developing countries. That's a euphemism for third world countries. And in both cases, the pilots uh, had, had training issues and very, very low hours uh, that may have contributed uh, to the to the flight it's being speculated that uh, the feature that this plane offers that keeps the nose from uh, rising too quickly uh, to avoid stalling the plane uh, caused the flight crew to overreact and uh, and send the planes into a uh, nosedive but again you're not seeing that on any of the American or European or uh, Asian flights what you're seeing them at, on are these uh, these you know, flights uh, in the developing countries. Well, let's see, what else should we talk about today? They, um, the NAACP has come out and said that if uh, legalizing pot doesn't help black people, then they're going to oppose it. I'm not exactly sure how legalizing pot will specifically be used to help black people, but I I think it probably has something to do with major contributions to the NAACP. That's normally their uh, definition of um, you know when something is acceptable is uh, when when they benefit from it. Uh, let's see. The uh, uh, the New York Times columnist uh, tried to prove that Trump's economy is uh, is BS. He he followed on the. Um, on the heels of that uh, anomaly job report that showed that uh, employment only increased by 20,000 and to claim that uh, all of Trump's economy is uh, is based on a house of cards, never mind the fact that uh, we've been running about 3-plus percent GDP with historic unemployment and, uh, and the first time working people have gotten raises over 3% in decades. So they've just got to, you know, truth be damned, drag down the economic news, knowing that a big part of an economy is based on uh, on public opinion. If people think an economy is good, that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
They go out, spend money, buy things, engage in economic activity, and the uh, the economy prospers. If, on the other hand, you know they are um, susceptible to these naysayers in the Democrat Party and their shills in the media that uh, that you know the economy is not actually doing well, then that it will in fact drag the economy down, and that's exactly what this New York Times columnist uh, it intended to do. He says uh, that we're in stagnant growth, which every indicator um, says just the opposite. Oh, I, I needed to mention back there, uh, talking about the budget, that uh, Trump has applied for an, an additional $8 billion for the construction of the wall uh, in his uh, his budget proposal, which will guarantee that we will have another vigorous debate on whether or not a wall is needed on our southern border going into the 2020 elections, and I think that is absolutely fantastic uh, political messaging. So, again, we're going to have the Democrats up there pretending that there's not a crisis on the southern border and that a wall is uh, is ineffective in stopping illegal immigration. I thought there was a pretty interesting uh, development. Uh, one of the private companies that's been bidding on the wall says they don't need as much money as the president uh, and the federal procurement processes uh, thinks it would take, that they can build the entire two hundred and 85 miles of the wall that the president uh, wants, and I'm not sure why it's only 285 miles, uh, because there's uh, about 1,500 miles of the U.S. border that currently does not have a wall, but they say they can build this entire 285 miles for less than $2 billion, and that includes about five miles of uh, levee wall, but... um, if, if that's the case, then uh, they need to sign some sort of emergency procurement, bypass these, uh, these debilitating federal procurement processes, and award these people a contract and get them to work. Well, that's about all for today's program. I hope you liked it. If you, uh, if you did, please like, comment, and share it with your friends. If you're listening to this program over on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to it on Facebook, you can go to uh, Right Now with Jim Dawes and subscribe there or if you're on Spreaker uh, you can follow us there as well Uh, that's about all for today I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow for another edition of Right Now Whether you're moving in together for the first time This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva Paper Towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.